97.7 Studios. You are listening to the Lunch J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. one of the hardest conversations that I ever had was I had a boss that brought me into her office and she said, Stacy, you were so effective mm. that I made you ineffective mm. because I gave you too much to do. Right. And you're failing. And I need you to step At back. At least they owned it. Exactly. A and lot I of need, them won't own it. Yeah. Right. But it was hard for me. A lot me. of them wait for you to quit. Exactly. Before. But it was hard for me oh. because she said, I need you to step back mm-hmm. and reevaluate these goals. And I have to step back and reevaluate the goals wow. because this is what we both need to do. Wow. Come back on Monday. Wow. Give me your plan of action. I'm going to give you my plan of action. Wow. And together we'll get through this. And we did that. I and did I, do that in my career as well. I, I think when you're an alpha and alpha female such as yourself, you want what they throw at you because yeah. you have the skills and, and the education and background and ability. But I think we all can spread ourselves too thin. I mean, there are only 24 hours in a day. I mean, right. It's just really by, by teamwork. So that's, that's phenomenal leadership. Mm-hmm. To not just admit as a boss that she admitted to you that she's given you too much yeah. and it made you less effective, but then to say, we're going to work on that and get back to where we need to be. Because yeah. a lot of people say, well, you're, you know, part of it's my fault. But most of it's your fault. We're going to make a change or yeah, you, know, they you, start, you start getting into deflection, triangulation, all of that nonsense. But does someone just say that, you know, you're a great employee. I love having you on my staff. You make me stronger. You make our team stronger. Um, you're a leader. But we need to reprioritize because mm-hmm. we can't spread you too thin. Right. Um, that, that takes a, a fantastic loss. That's a well, great answer. I learned so much just from that one summer. Sure. It, it really molded my thought process in... You know, people talk about being servant leaders. To me, that was the epitome of what a servant wow. leader was. Wow. And that was before the, the verbiage servant right. leader, leader, leader ever came right. out. Right. That was but before the book. One of the great things, and um, so I've been doing a series on servant leadership, and that's something that I aspire to hit the mark on someday in my mm-hmm. career. I mean, I have, a, I have a long way to go. But really, what really blew me away is I was reading an article in the Harvard Business Review And the writer stated that people that are servant leaders don't even realize that they're servant leaders because they're so focused on all of these other things. It would be it would be you would be lacking humility to call yourself that those people are just focused on doing what's right, not getting the accolades for it or, or even being labeled in that fashion. So so that's definitely fantastic. If you're just tuning in, I'm talking to Stacey Calvaruso. And she is one of the partners with, with Water Labs AI. We're here at the, the HFMA conference in Nashville, Tennessee, the, the beautiful Opryland Hotel where I proposed to my wife um, a few years ago uh, in front of the waterfall. So, so this is where I proposed to my wife. And we have a wedding anniversary that we're about to celebrate a little bit later in the week. So this, this place means a lot to me. I, as you know, I live here in Nashville. So yeah. I, I come here. We come here to dinner every, every once in a while. Stacy's telling us about just her experiences in, in her leadership skills. I'm curious. Tell us about, like, your partnership with Water Labs. You talked about, um, I know that this isn't your first rodeo with outsourcing in India. Right. What did you 
look for in partners? Like, yeah. what, what makes a partner? So if someone's listening and they want your business, um, you know, they want, they want to work with you or have an opportunity to be a part of that outsourcing chain, what are some of the things that you're looking for in a leadership team for you to take your business? Because like you said, you've worked with other companies yes. in India before, offshore before. What, what would make you, what would compel you to do business with a specific organization? Well, of course, you always want to look and see, do they actually have the product? But for me, it's even beyond the product. Do they have the skill set? Right. But do they also have the mindset? Mm. So when I talk about mindset with my partners, I'm looking for a partner that really wants to get into the trenches with me. Okay. And they're not going to just be a yes man. Okay. They are looking out for my clients just like I'm looking out for my clients. Even though I am their client. Right. I want them to treat my They're an extension of, of your thoughts as a CEO. As exactly. Of, of, your, of what culture you're building and your ideas. Exactly. Absolutely. I don't want them to just always say, yes, Stacy, yes, Stacy. Okay. I want them to say, okay, this is what we can do, and this is what we need to do it. Okay. And then I want them to say, okay, and this is the time frame. I don't want them to just give me a carte blanche, yes, we can do it. Right. I want them to be real. that's usually not true anyway. That's true. Right. That's exactly right. You are absolutely right. I want to be able to have real deliverables okay. that I know that I have been able to build trust on. And whenever they say something to me, I will be very comfortable going back to my client and say, okay, we can deliver on this date, All right. and this is what we're going to deliver. Okay. When we lay out an SLA package to a client, I can stand behind my SLAs. Sure. And that's what I looked for with this partnership. And I knew that I could have it because I spent the time and I invested in the conversations that I needed to invest in to vet out the leadership team and uh, their uh, approach to how they were going to handle the business. Okay. Tell us about your, your recent trip to India. I know that you went to oh, India yeah. recently. We were talking about that. The, what, I, what was it like? I've never been to India. I've been yeah. a lot of places in Asia, but India is not one of them. So, uh, first off, they really treat you very well. All right. They want to You're learn. You're Bangalore, right? Yeah, Bangalore. Bangalore. Okay. So, they want to learn everything that you want to teach them. All right. And they're very open, and they're extremely intelligent. And the one of the things that you have to understand is that anything that you want to teach them um, they are a sponge. All right. And it's your job to ensure... It's a true partnership. Not oh, absolutely. Right. And it's your job to ensure that you are teaching them the right way. Right. So if you go in there and you tell them half-baked items, then you're going to get half-baked results. Mm. So go in with a plan of what you need to accomplish and then go through it and lay it out. Okay. Once you lay it out, walk through it again. When you walk through it again, then you're going to be able to discover, okay, we're able to do this, or we need to modify, and here's the modifications, and then we're good and we're set. And they will bring to the table all the um, necessary skill sets that they need, all the necessary tools that they need, and they'll bring to the table um, anything that you ask them for, but you have to ask. You have to be clear with your ask. And that's conceptual about outsourcing because they're really partnerships where you're building over time. I mean, yeah. if, if, it was a, if it was a plug and play, then you wouldn't necessarily be outsourcing for that. I mean, I think the whole point is that you're building something together. Yeah. So it's not, you're not buying something that's completely 
built, you're taking infrastructure and parts and pieces and talent, and you're using that um, to your advantage for the needs of the business. So that makes a lot of sense. Healthcare is not plug right. and play. It sure isn't. Um, it's so different in different regions. And that, that kind of leads me to, a, to another segue. You're from Louisiana, mm -hmm. and i um, curious of your thoughts. In Louisiana, in Arkansas, and in some parts of East Texas, um, in Mississippi along the Delta, I mean, you have some healthcare problems. I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's a difficult part of the country. What are And you grew up in that space. What are some of the things that you've seen and what are opportunities for growth in, in the South or in some of the areas? I think certain areas, I was at a plan once that was in Scottsdale. Um, the challenges were not the same. There's still right. challenges, but then I was also in a plan that serviced Jackson, Mississippi, and Memphis, mm -hmm. and that was a completely different challenge. Member still has diabetes, but the member in Scottsdale went to grad school. Yeah. So the member in Jackson, Mississippi finished ninth grade. So communicating mm -hmm. what diabetes does to your nerves and to your kidneys and to your eyesight is just a different challenge. Absolutely. And you've seen with the CAP survey, uh, the health outcome survey, um, star ratings, um, all of those things. You see where in different parts of the country, they're just different challenges. Just curious of your thoughts uh, being from Louisiana. Well, you know, it's funny. Um I have uh, people in my office that help out uh, with opening mail, posting right. payments, and things like that. Right. And I recently had someone tell me, I always thought that providers got paid so much money. Oh, yeah. But, Miss Stacy, I see checks for $3.07. Yeah. Yeah. I see checks for $21 for yeah. an office visit. They don't get paid hardly anything. Yeah. I said, I agree with you, and that's our problem. So... You know, in these areas where the um, the disparities are, the providers are not going to stay there. Right. You see, the, well, you see a lot of a wave of hospitals and provider clinics closing down, particularly in rural areas. Exactly. Uh, because the reimbursement is not there. It's just not financially right. feasible. So they're going to go to the uh, other areas right. where if a patient does not have insurance, they can charge them a cash pay rate and still make their own personal margins. Right. So that's why there is a disparity there. And that's why you don't have providers staying in those areas that can help explain and take the time because they can set appointments a little bit longer right. and have a little bit more time to have educational opportunities with the patients and have the support staff to help take care of those patients. Right. Really the true care continuum. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What do you think is what do you think are some of the solutions to that? I mean, is it I the structures, if, government or Yeah, I think it's combination. I, I truly do. I think that we need to really look at our reimbursement process Model. in the organ in, in the US. Okay. Um, I think that you know, if we were to really look at, um, you know, how these contracts are coming across um, from the different payers and look at, is this really to the best advantage of our patient population? Interesting. Uh, instead of volume, quality. Pay on quality, don't pay on volume. Okay. Um and that's not easy to do. It's, it's difficult to define quality yes. at times. Um, before I let you go, just curious, um, what are some of the companies, not by name, because that's sure. private to an extent, but what type of companies do you specifically work with? Do you do mostly consulting? Do you actually get down and do, are you in analytics? Are you into strategic planning? Like what are, when you're rolling up your sleeves and your team, um, what are you really focused on day to day? Yep. So we have 
we have a variety of things. So we have uh, organizations that will call us for consulting work that says we want to open up a organization in this city, this state, and we will help them with a turnkey operation to open up a facility. Okay. But we also have hospitals or large organizations that call us and say, you know, we're failing at collections and we think it's in this area. Okay. Can you do an assessment of our AR? So do an assessment. Okay. So we'll go in and do an assessment of their AR, tell them if, you know, what we think, if it's a registration error, contracting error, um, a system error, or what have you. Just, you know, something that's not working. Okay. A failure point, choke point, whatever right. it is. And we'll do that. Or if they just don't have enough staff, enough people. Now, how many staff do you have under you? Well, we have multiple staff, and we also have our outsourcing partners, okay. such as Water Labs, right. that we have an unlimited okay. source. Okay. We literally, at the drop of a hat, can bring in 1,500 people. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it depends on what the project is. And we've, we've staffed up, we've staffed down. It just depends on what that project is. All right. So as we close, tell us about yourself, uh, Stacey Calfaruso, the person. Uh, <laughs> you know, what are things that you enjoy doing? You're here in Nashville. You're going to eat some hot chicken while you're here. I mean, it's whatever. Oh, um, well. I, I'd advise you to stay away from it. It's just that, that Nashville hot chicken. I know you're from the Louisiana, so yeah. they have some pretty spicy food. I think New Orleans is the best food city in the country. It is. Um, New Orleans is really good. Chicago food is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... You go to New Orleans, I gained 11 pounds in a weekend um, just eating. You know, you're down on Bourbon Street. You're down there. There's so many great places to get fish and to get a steak. Yeah. And, and if you're into the, the etouffee and, and the, the po' boys and all of that stuff, uh, you could just really um, indulge yourself in the food. But, but tell us a little bit about yourself, some of the things that you do when you're not, when you're not running um, huge P&Ls and, and, and uh, companies and speaking at conventions such as this, uh, what are you doing with, with your time? Well, it's funny you would mention food because I love to cook. All right. So to me, the best food there is is something that we cook. All right. Crawfish boils, shrimp boils, crab boils, anything like that. So um, raw oysters, you know, my husband will go get a sack of oysters and right. pop them up and we'll grill them on our grill nice. and we'll have charcoal oysters nice. or anything like that. Live from the Paragon 7 studio. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. Lewis. Five seconds left on the clock. I don't think AM is watching the clock. Has to shoot a long three. Oh! Made it! He pulled up from Gehenna at the, at the end of the shot clock. Messiah Thompson. Oh my! Oh my! That might have been the dagger. That might have been the dagger. That is definitely the dagger. That might have been the dagger. I don't know if he made that on skill or luck. But the shot clock was winding down. AM didn't realize, and Messiah Thompson had to pull up and shoot that, and he cashed it out again. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Waterlabs AI prides itself in understanding the true healthcare industry drivers. Our Transform RCM suite of solutions focuses 100% on intelligent automation. Our solutions make use of robotic process automation 
machine learning, and artificial intelligence. The value this brings to our clients greatly impacts the time, effort, and financial constraints that keep healthcare executives up at night. This is James Lewis, host of the Lance Day Radio Network HealthCast series, here for Water Labs AI. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. James Lewis. And, and shout out to everywhere where I can go and get a good oxtail with extra gravy. Some of the spots here in Nashville, man, they don't want to give you the guy was like, you, you, you know, we, we can't give you extra gravy. I'm like, yo, man, I'm, I'm willing to pay for it. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. What's oxtail and rice and peas if you don't have any extra gravy? What are, what are we doing here? What's the point? You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. DJ Connect is the global network leader for artists, musicians, disc jockeys, and record executives. Get your record played anywhere in the world. Copenhagen, Los Angeles, the French Riviera, or South Beach. To learn more, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to pre-order the application today on Apple's platforms. We begin searching for ways to not only feed, not only bridge the access to food, but how can we fight disease? Quite naturally, that required, it was a must that we figure out how to get fresh produce, crisp greens, leafy greens, and fruits and herbs and vegetables directly to the front door of those families that needed it the most. And so we finally come out with a solution and we call that Full Cart Fresh. We have teamed up with some of the, the greatest people in America, our American farmers. And through working with a collaborative of farmers across multiple states, we have created Full Cart Fresh. So imagine this, you're at a farm, the produce is picked and prepared, and it's boxed in a full cart fresh box at the farm. And then through our shipping and logistics uh, program, we ship directly from the farm, directly to the front door of the most vulnerable families in America. We have got families and seniors and children around the country who are hungry and as well as hungry, are really managing and coping with serious illnesses and diseases. So come along, help us. Help feeding children everywhere through our Full Cart program and the launch of our new Full Cart Fresh. Help those families in need. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. The construction Tims are classic in Philly they and are. New York. They are. Connecticut. James Lewis. Never been to Connecticut, man. Connecticut, Jersey, you definitely from Uptown, New York. You definitely Manhattan, from New York if you Harlem. shout it out, Connecticut. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.